beautiful, actually, because as they're fighting, Clea is talking about, like, this is the love of my life. I adore this man. Like, we are together. Like, nothing can stop us. They, like, immediately get in the sink while they're fighting. They're using their magic together. She's like, he creates the opening. I take the head off. And it's like, yes, this is a couple. This is hot. This is love. And while they're doing it, they're just, like, mutilating poor Goliath. He do, but... (laughs) You know... She doesn't know that. Well, she knows some of it, but she don't. She doesn't know all of to another episode of another relaunch we are your hosts i am marcus johnson aka nick fury jr aka nick fury i know that's right yes um and i am the one and only x-men anna marie aka rogue mm, i love the white streak in your hair it's great i have an eye patch no one can see it because my camera's not on uh, but <laughs> I am, you know, I've been I've been doing like a lot of rereading on some of my other faves lately. While my main fave is kind of on this like break into her solo book in February. Be sure to pre-order that if you haven't already. Um, and one of those characters was Nick Fury Jr. And like it's made me realize that like I really do like him, and I think he's like one of my favorite characters. And it's so interesting because everyone draws him just to look like Sam Jackson in the MCU. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and it's like, I get it, but he's not that old. Y'all need to chill out. (laughs) Yeah. He's definitely a lot younger than that. Um, He's really cool. He's, I mean, he's one I would have always thought was like, you know, a top five for you. You know, he's shady. He, oh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> he the mold. He's an agent. And then, like, as I've been going around reading, like, the whole story of him kind of coming on as Marcus Jackson, then becoming Nick Fury Jr., and then to, like, coming down and being, like, drop the junior, I'm just Nick Fury, because apparently, like, Nick Fury's just never coming back again, which I'm okay with also. Um, it's just been a really cool, nice little character arc for him. And then the Secret Invasion 2 book is about to start. And he's going to be in that with Maria Hill. And I also love Maria Hill. So it's like, I'm winning. Okay. I was going to ask where he is right now, but I guess he's going to be in the Secret Invasion book. Yeah. You know, the movie coming. Is, or the show coming out. Right. They're, they're not like doing a, you know, this is a story that takes place back when. No. Yeah. Going it's, on. it's going to be a current, like, new Secret Invasion. The scrolls are okay. back. I'm pretty sure okay. they never left. All right. Well. You know, the show's coming down soon, so. Okay. Movie? Say that. Show? No, that's what I was saying at first. I was like, oh, it's going to be a show. But I'm actually excited. The trailer looked really good, and I know they've been talking about that girl and who she's supposed to be. I still think she might be, like, a version of Jessica Drew, though. You know, I was holding out for that Jessica Drew thing, but allegedly she's actually Abigail Brand, and that got leaked out because someone at Marvel accidentally uploaded some, some GIFs onto a site. Uh, uh-huh. the official site, and they hashtagged the Abigail brand. Oh, so like, is that how that came out? Yeah, then they quickly deleted it. I thought so, people were just talking. The there. Yeah, that's the um, word. They, they, they put that out there and hashtagged the Abigail brand, and people saw that, so they were like, oh, she's going to be brand. You know, I'm an Abigail brand fan. I don't know if I see Amelia Clark as Abigail brand, though. You know, I don't mind Amelia Clark, but I kind of agree. I don't know if I really saw her as like an as a Abigail Brand, but maybe they're just gonna give her a different kind of. They better not mess up Brand. I know that much. I don't need no. I'm fine with that. There's only yeah. no one green hair girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I respect that. That's very, That's very real. I would say the you know, same. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm doing all right. It is Halloween weekend, spooky seasons. It's time to be out and naked and about. So I hope everyone has a very fun and safe one because it's going to be a good time. How are you? Some fun. I'm great. I'm excited for this weekend. Um, I'm really excited for this 
rogue costume. If I pull this off, I really want to like become a cosplayer and like I think go to conventions and stuff. Yeah, I thought this idea of like if I was going to do rogue cosplay, I think I want to like figure out like makeup and stuff and see how I can make it look like I've absorbed other people's powers already. You know, like maybe do like oh that sounds expensive. It sounds hot, but it sounds expensive. I know, I'm gonna figure it out. Maybe somebody <laughs> can help me do it. <laughs> but I think I want to like try that out or like get some Wolverine claws. You, you know, could do some really fun like cosplays. That. I could see that being really good avenue for you to like land. And then you out there in LA and all the staff be out there too. Show up at some Marvel premiere dressed as whoever. They let you on the red carpet. That's what I'm trying to do. I hear it. I support it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get into these updates of the week. Some really fun stuff uh, happened. Um, let's get started with first the Ant-Man Quantumania trailer was released. Mm. Um, did you watch it? I did watch it. Okay, what we thinking? I liked was... it. So let me say that I am a fan of the Ant-Man movies and the MCU. I think they're very enjoyable. I think honestly, probably after the Captain America movies it might be my favorite trilogy of movies so far i really like the first one and i like the yellow jacket villain that train scene they did where they were fighting i really enjoyed the second one for like some of the things and ghost and that introduction of the villain quantumanium seems to be like really big and bold and out there i'm loving jonathan majors as kang i love the preview that we saw being in that little microverse and like getting all of that stuff i'm here for it yeah I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Did it look like anything new? No. I don't really need everything to be like this, like, brand new innovative idea. It looks like it's going to be fun. I'm mostly excited for this for Kang. I won't lie. Um, I don't care too much for Ant-Man and, like, his corner of characters, but I really do like Kang. I don't really like too many, like, like time travel stories can get, like, not very interesting. But Kang is cool because, like, yeah, that's his thing. Um, so I'm excited to see him. Um, I, I'm wondering in the trailer, it looked like they, you know, end up going into the quantum zone. Um, and there's like people who already live there. You know, it looks like Janet has some secret and that we're going to yeah. find out. I also really don't think her or Hank are going to make it out of this movie. Agreed. Which I'm fine. I'm not the biggest Hank fan. I do like Scott Lang in the comics. Um, Me too. Um, I realized also while I, Ant-Man is fine in the comics. I prefer Giant-Man, though. So, like, Raz... The or just the character? Like, like that the mon- whole mantle? The, that whole mantle. So, like, Raz Mahatra, who's the current Giant-Man, he's cool. I like Goliath. I like, um... Goliath. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are the... I like Giant-Man when, when Hank got big, when Scott got big. Even in this trailer, like, when Scott was getting big and, like, helping stuff. I was like, oh, this is what I love. <laughs> I was like, this is who yeah. I want to see. So I'm interested that they're going to get to play around with that a little bit more, too. Yeah. Um, I wonder if... I've always wondered if Giant-Man was going to appear in the Wonder Man series because they have, like, a connection. Um, mm. Goliath. Uh, Goliath. They have, like, a connection. They were on the his little team of Revengers before. And uh, there's also Atlas, who can, like, get big, too. Like yeah. That ionic, his ionic powers let him get big. Um, <clears throat> so I wondered if he would be in that, too. The, the growth powers are kind of cool. They're hot. It's like my secret third favorite power. Yeah. What's the other two? Um, psychometry. I knew that was one. And density control. Oh. Strong and phasing, or just become um, density. I like if they if they become strong and they phase. I enjoy that. I don't like when they just phase. But I do like. Okay. If, <laughs> 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 but I also do like when they like just get stronger. So like thunder. And this appears, mm-hmm. her density control, like how she gets heavy and like does all that stuff. Like I really enjoyed that. Uh, Vision, he's one who does both, and I enjoy both when he does it. But when they're just yeah. facing like Kitty, no. <laughs> oh, Shadowcat, which I think is a really cool code name. You should use yeah. that more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Um, but anyway, back to that trailer. <laughs> I thought it was really cool. It looks like when they go into like the quantum zone, that we do get this really cool shot of what I think is like the celestial Kang tech that he has, and it looked like mm-hmm. a pyramid, which was giving me, you know, Ramatut. I don't yeah, know. If that was, if that was yeah, yeah. Right there. I and see it. If, for the X Men fans out there, um, Apocalypse actually got his celestial tech from Ramatut, um, who is Kang. So. We're, we're getting pretty close and circling the drain with a lot of these like X-Men related characters. They're coming. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, overall, I was excited for the trailer. I like the costume they put Kang in. They gave him his boots. Um, yeah. You know, they gave him that that green. It looks dress. like the helmet <laughs> is there. The boots are there. I'm here mm-hmm. for it. Jonathan Majors looks good. Like, I'm sticking beside Kang. I'm like, on his side. I'm on his side for sure. I personally like the... Um, the glowing helmet over the music, like blue makeup for his face. I prefer mm-hmm. that. I think that's, yeah. really, that's really cool. Um, Agreed. Question for you and for the listeners out there. Um, you know this is heading towards Kang Dynasty, Avengers Kang Dynasty. Yeah. Now, in that Avengers story in the comics, Kang Dynasty is when he basically takes over Earth and like uh, uses all this time, travel stuff, and he takes over Earth the heroes have to fight back. Now, Kang is known for using, like, Avengers from other timelines or, like, characters yeah. from other timelines as his, like, guards that he send after people. You think they're going to do that with, like, Fox characters or, like... Oh! Like well, now that you said like it... Some of Kang's, like, guards are going to be, like, the Fox the... X-Man. Like, you know, even the Fantastic Four from uh, any of the Fox properties, any of those, like... Alexander Ship Storm, like, she coming back. She told y'all there was <laughs> she coming passing. back. She probably she told y'all. Uh... <laughs> she still had a last laugh, so... And she said, she I want a back. long wig this time, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, <laughs> yes. she said, I want a 40-inch bust down. Put it, <laughs> put it on my head. Blow it out. Give um, me the wind machine. Let's do it. Yes. Um... So I have a really, I have a feeling that a part of Kang's army will be, mm-hmm. you know, they'll Those tell characters. us it's whoever, it, they'll tell us it's characters that he's plucked from timelines when really it's whoever Kevin wanted to give another check to. So mm-hmm. I, I can think, see that. I think that's coming. I, I could see that happening. And I do think it is a like fun way to let those people get another shot, bring those back. For the people who, do, who did enjoy the Fox movies for whatever reason, see those characters one more time and send them off to hell so we never have to hear about them again. Exactly. And I'm all for it. Um, all right. Um, so another bit of news coming out this week on the DC side. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this one. But uh, James Gunn and Peter Saffron have been appointed co-CEOs of DC Films. I'm sorry, which is now being called DC Studios. So uh, to basically, you know, kind of rival Marvel Studios, now all of the DC Films will be branded under DC Studios. And uh, the CEOs of that are now James Gunn and Peter Safran. Now they have been talking about basically finding their own Kevin Feige, which I think is, (laughs) it's wild to have another company say we want someone like that guy the power they have given that man is ridiculous yes (laughs) it's wild um and i know he's just sitting back you know folding up the brim of his hat laughing (laughs) it's just like what like what else are you gonna do like your your competitors are literally saying oh yeah you're better than us you're the best (laughs) you're the best and we want to copy you like crazy now, I'm not really sure how I feel about you know, James Gunn being the head or co-head of DC Films. Personally, I haven't really enjoyed any of his superhero movies that he's put out, except the first Guardians, which I thought was like, it's a fun movie. But everything else for me was just bad. I personally think Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is the worst MCU movie. Um, but... That's yeah, 
I'm not excited for this news at all. I'm not a James Gunn fan. I agree I did like the first Guardians movie, but I also think a big part of that just happened to be with the fact that my expectations of the first Guardians movie was very low going into it. I, like, distinctly remember going to see that in the theater and, like, my homegirl having to actually force me to go because I was like, I don't really care about mm-hmm. seeing any of these Guardians. Like, I don't enjoy Chris Pratt. I didn't enjoy a lot of the characterizations. And, after, and even, like, when I've gone back and tried to watch that first Guardians movie, really the only scenes that kind of stick out to me is, like, Peter dealing with his mom and the cancer. And, like, that very first fight scene where all of the Guardians run into each other and, like, Gamora's running through and they get locked up in the prison. Like, that little segment there is pretty good. But other than that, I could do without it. I don't enjoy the character. Just, I did really like the Suicide Squad movie. I wasn't a big fan of Peacemaker. Um, Guns, like... I watched four episodes and I was like that's enough for me. Was it still very much like his style of directing and humor too? Yeah very much which like okay great that is good for him and the people who enjoy it they're going to enjoy it but I just think of like when I think of James Gunn the things he's talked about the characters he's talked about what I what his vision could go to be I'm just not that impressed. Now if he said something like oh we bring a Zaytana in the docket and we're about to get her moving. I might change my tune. I'm not going to lie. If I hear anything about any of my faves, okay, cool. I might listen. But right now where I'm at, I am eh. Now, I am still eh, even though there is news that they changed the premise of the Green Lantern TV show that's coming out on HBO Max. It was originally going to yeah. focus on um, Alan... Scott and Guy Gardner, but now it's focusing on John Stewart. And I mean, I'm very excited that, for that news. Um, that's that's for me. But now I, I also mean, at the saw same though time, that they gave it a lower budget. I was just gonna bring that up. Like <laughs> the budget is lower, so I ain't taking how dollars Yeah. So I mean, they could very well announce that Zatanna show, but yeah, never know what's coming back on the back end. And do you really want like? It's just, it's also just like DC has this habit of announcing things anyway. Like, no matter who's in charge, they will just announce a bunch of stuff and how much of it actually comes to fruition, how much of it will actually do. They're still talking about doing a third Wonder Woman movie with them two ladies. Be serious. (laughs) They are. They said they're coming out with it. Who's going to be in it? I don't know. They you still want to, you still want to do a flash movie with Ezra Miller. You want Jason Momoa to like, oh, I don't know, Aquaman was popular and it was a very successful movie, yeah, and he did look good in the suit. But still, clear the deck. It's time, and it's like let's just move forward. Now we're finally giving Henry his second chance. Okay, great. I hope he's like. I hope they do well with that and don't throw that away. Again. But who knows even when that's going to come out But who knows Now they have two new CEOs We guess a, a lot of people are excited for it Because they did like you know Peacemaker And some of his other projects As well as um, I guess Peter Saffron was like a big fan of stuff So Hey okay. if, you're excited, if you're excited for it Good luck to you I will tap into the, some of the content when it's good But I'm not holding my breath Um <laughs> Another bit of news that came out this week was um, back on the Marvel side, there is a new Vision Quest series, which is going to be in the works. It is Jack Schaefer, who is responsible for WandaVision, as well as the um, Agatha Coven of Chaos spinoff that's coming out. Um, Vision is now getting his own spinoff, and um, it'll be following Vision as he tries to gain his the white Vision that we've seen tried to gain his uh, humanity. Now, the in the comic book version of Vision Quest, this was a an Avengers West Coast story. Originally, mm-hmm. they were called West Coast Avengers. Then both teams decided to be like one big team, but just mm-hmm. on two different sides instead of two separate teams. Uh, so when the book changed to Avengers West Coast, they had Vision, and they were trying to get, uh, rescue him. They found his... The white vision fixed him up, but he had none of his memories. Wanda tried to hug him. He was like, girl, who are you? <laughs> okay. Um, and it was all about him trying to gain his identity. Simon Wonder Man was there. 
Bonner asked him to give his brainwaves. He said no. And um, Vision decided, you know what? I don't even want that because I want to be my own person and, and grow from there. So we'll probably Period. see that where, where he will grow to become his own person. Which is like what he deserves. I'm a fan of White Vision. I think I've spoken about it before, but whenever we did that Vision panel, however many episodes ago, I read that miniseries with him and it had the White Vision in there and it had Crystal and it had Death Cry and I thought that was really good. And I just think Vision's a kind of interesting character. So as soon as this got announced, I was in for it. I do think, you know, also yeah. like even tying to that story, we'll probably see a little bit of Simon maybe at some point in there. We might get some flashbacks of Wendy. Well, we so her fans were... They're brothers. They don't know each other in, this, in the MCU. They will. <laughs> when he, he gives them his he brainwaves. He doesn't even exist. <laughs> he does not even exist. When he gives yeah, them his brainwaves, just... they will. He's probably going to... Oh my gosh, he's probably going to like find him. He's going to go like live with him. Oh Why my god. Why would he gosh. go find him? He's a random That's... person. He's, they're gonna like run. Him? They're gonna run into each other out on the streets. Where does Simon live? New York? No, he lives in L.A. Well, he's gonna run into him on the streets of L.A. because <laughs> run off to L.A. to get away from that crazy lady. And they're gonna meet up. And Simon's gonna be like, "Oh, come stay with me, robot guy." And they're gonna form a bond. And then they're gonna be like, "Oh, we're brothers." And then Wanda's gonna show up amnesic and like covered in sea moss or something or whatever stone, whatever she died in with Kathan. and. That's the show. Hmm. And, then it leads into, and then it leads into <laughs> the science of Wonder Man, and we get the family. Hmm. I'm fine with them being, you know, brothers or whatever, being cool with each other. But I think the point is for Vision to say he doesn't want his brainwaves. He want to be his own person. So I mean, he will, but they'll definitely be brothers. They have to be. Billy, oh, well, I guess Billy's already there, so that won't count. But Billy was named after Simon. I don't think that's the case, but okay. <laughs> Simon Williams. <laughs> His name is Simon Williams. The Billy's name is William. <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think that was ever confirmed. That's, that's giving that's giving head cannon. I remember I will, in West Coast Avengers when they were born that. Thank you. In the Vision and Scarlet Witch series that came out, and they talk about naming the children. They talk about, like, naming them Billy and Tommy due to, like, all of their family stuff and blah, 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 blah and, like, William is named for Simon. Mm. Because Vision sees him as his brother. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you name the baby after someone who likes your wife? <laughs> okay. Hello. <laughs> Isn't now you got that how most... magic boy <laughs> running around with his name. <laughs> Isn't that how most of the relationships with these brothers in the Marvel universe go? Look at Cyclops and Havoc. That's fair. I see. Although he's got a brother. I like the dynamic of him and Grim Reaper having like a whole we gotta work this thing out. And his brother's oh, like that could be like a cute storyline, like, oh, here's your real brother who you don't get along with and your fake brother who you like love. That's the story in the comic. <laughs> but he always oh. ends up picking Eric, his like actual brother, because he wants to be there for him. And, and oh. Vision always, you know. I was gonna say Vision don't really care. Yeah, Vision <laughs> <laughs> should be like, Vision be like, well, okay. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I will. I did think that you know, I thought that. Uh, what's the actor who plays Vision? Uh, Paul Bettany. Yeah, I thought he was going to be kind of like on the way out the door for his like connection yeah, to that case. It <laughs> seemed know? like it. You know, but when you're a white man, mm, still we move. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> still you move, so. We'll be seeing this Vision Quest series. I'm not sure when it'll be announced officially. It seems as though everything that has been coming out has been um, official articles from, like, The Hollywood Reporter or Deadline, but Marvel themselves haven't, like, put out any kind of statement or anything yet. But we will see. Um, and But there already are talks that Wanda would appear in Vision Quest. So, yeah. Wanda fans, you got something coming up there. Wendy's coming back. Oh, damn, that's crazy. Remember they thought she was going to get a solo movie? <laughs> yes, I remember all the hashtags. They said um, 
hashtag WandaCon because they thought at, at, uh, <laughs> at Comic-Con she was going to give an announcement. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not know they were calling it WandaCon. They were so unserious. But I, that has got to be, like, annoying to be like, oh, yeah, I'm about to get a solo movie from my fave just to find out she's actually going to be a supporting character in another man's show. <laughs> well, she had her own show, though. Yeah, she did. And she was the star of Multiverse of Madness, let's be honest here. I mean, look at who she was up against. The competition wasn't that stiff. T, well, I don't know. Strange is cool. Okay. He's just not a magical girl, which I get it. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, that's all the news we had this week. Let's go ahead and take a break, and then we'll come right back. Cool. Welcome back to the comic section of the show. And we had a nice little week, as we've been having. Um, let's go ahead and some mentions of the week we had. We only find the one we're dead, number 14. That's from Al Ewing and the team. I'm not even going to lie to you guys about this one. It's kind of just been collecting dust in my pool. I don't think I've read an issue since, like, nine. But I'm still getting it. I need to, like, catch okay. up myself. Um, anyone else who's reading it, please let me know what you've been thinking of it. And the Magic Order 3, third volume of that, number four, did also come out. And that's continues to be a really good story. All the Magic fans, I think you should check that out. But um, go ahead and get into some of the main books of the week. We had Action Comics number 1048. And that comes from Philip Kennedy Johnson and Mike Perkins. And before we even say anything, isn't it kind of crazy how there's a comic book that is on 1048? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been around since, like, forever. So that makes sense. That like, is not- that is... That is crazy. Like, the girls aren't making numbers like this anymore, okay? <laughs> but shout out to Action Comics. <laughs> um, but we continue over Philip Kennedy Johnson's, like, really just epic Superman story. As I was reading this, it was kind of thinking to myself that every run, uh, well, excuse me, every arc of this book so far has felt like its own big movie. Like, if you were to go see a Superman like film... Yeah, it's like, it's the one thing. And it's not even that, like, each arc is a different part of a movie or, like, the one, two, three. It's like, no, that whole arc is the entire movie. And this one is, like, a whole nother movie. And that's, and, like, here we are in the midst of this one. And it's another one. Superman has come back and he's brought that alien from War World with him. And you have people who are kind of freaking out about it. You see Lex Luthor go see Metallo in prison. And he's like, you know, you need to help me. It's like, (laughs) let's do this. And I really liked it because Metallo was chewing Lex up. And he was like, yes, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> he cleared up. <laughs> My favorite part was when, you know, last issue, um, Metallo had like a broken body and uh, Lex was like, oh, you know, I can fix your body up. And he couldn't speak. This time, I guess Lex was going to try to buy him off and gave him a whole new body. And still, <laughs> um, <laughs> Metallo was like, when you lose to Superman, tell him I say hello. <laughs> and it was like, set him off. And I thought that was hilarious. And I really enjoyed the dynamic of those two. Um, we also see, you know, Superman is up in space doing his, like, superhero thing. And he sees, like, this big, what he thinks is a solar flare. And he's like, actually, this isn't a solar flare. I think we got company. We go down into the cities and we see these, like, people. Shout out to Apollo being in the background of that, though. I appreciate them mm-hmm. including him in the, the super fam. I guess. No, he needs that. Don't I'll, give it. I'll give it to him. <laughs> he needs something. He needs yeah. something else to do. And like that was his okay. whole thing that to help Superman. So. Mm-hmm. I, I... <laughs> 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 oh, but nonetheless, we see that like this big player who pops up, but none other than the new gods, and it is Orion oh. and a couple of the other folks, and they're coming after this little boy. Um, Clark flies down and they're like, what are you doing? They find out, they just say that one of the boys there is a reincarnated version of one of their gods and he needs to come with them. Yes. Previously and- in the War World arc, um, the boy was going to die and um, Superman had found that the knife of Olgren, like the fire of Olgren at the base of that planet 
and everyone was coming after it. You would, in the story, you would think that he was going to be using it like on himself to get his powers back. But you know, Superman being Superman, he actually used it on the kid and like brought the kid back to life. Um, you know, but of course, sometimes in cosmic stuff, you know, you just try to do something good and it doesn't always go that way. So obviously they ended up making that ended up turning the boy like into this air of Olgren. So mm. they want him and Superman ain't having it. And he's not which having it. Up, which I thought was cool. And like shout out to Superman and like just Philip Kennedy Johnson Superman as well. I think that there's been this like whole kind of moment where Orion's going to try and get the boy and you just see Superman knock him out. And there has been this aggression that this version of Clark has that I really appreciate. I'm not even going to say it's aggression, but there's this level of defiance that it's like, yes. no, you cannot do these things. And you also can't stop me <laughs> from stopping you do them. I think back to like earlier when we first really started tapping into this arc and he went to go get the crystal from Atlantis, the Genesis crystal from Atlantis. And Arthur's like, Clark, if you do this, we're going to have a problem. And the next thing we see is Clark flying out <laughs> with the Genesis crystal. <laughs> yes. I've, I've learned that Big Blue is like, he's he not as big of a Boy Scout as you may think he, he is. He's, he okay. does what he wants to do. When he wants to do it, um, and the issue ends off with uh, we see Metallo in his cell again, and we hear some of the guards talking about like just what Lex was saying earlier that Superman brought these aliens in. There's fights going on, and we also figure out that Metallo's sister had him come for this visit. So we might see something. Maybe he texts Lex, Lex up on his art offer, and then we find out that next issue is Superman. We have a fight with the new gods, which is sure to be great because they throw down. That's always great, yeah. Um, so, and then we have that backup issue in this with uh, Tao La, um, which, mm-hmm. you know, I told y'all before she kept those powers, I was going to start standing, and this one she is uh, still keeping her powers, going on some, like, training stuff with uh, Supergirl, and they're learning how to fly, and uh, we see, like, all of the super fan Keenan Kong is there, um, mm-hmm. Steel, all that. Like, Shout out to that family. Like, they're doing what they need to do. Yeah, yeah they're really keeping everybody around and, and making everyone, like, important and feels like they are part of the story. Um, mm. And basically they are trying to find out this guy from War World. I forget his name, but he was like the, he was Mongols like right-hand general and they are trying to find him. Um, her super hearing comes in and they're like, oh my gosh, how did you even hear all that stuff? So she's obviously going to be pretty powerful Kryptonian. Um, yeah. I don't know. I liked it a lot. I liked the backup issue. Um, yeah. It was really yeah. well done. This is you for become. You're like, you're a Superman fan. I'm tapped fan. here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over there, y'all. I'm you are there with them. You are there with them. Are, are you also thinking about tapping into the upcoming Superman book from Joshua Williamson? I'm not sure because I read some of his Batman. Uh, actually, I forget if it was Batman he was writing or Detective Comics. Um, but uh, he was running a run over there, and I wasn't that interested mm-hmm. in it. However, the art, though, for the Superman run is um, Jamal Campbell, and mm. I'm a big fan of his stuff. So, I don't know. I might tap in and see. If Superboy and Tao La are there, then I will. <laughs> okay. So, what would you rate this issue? <laughs> I would give this issue a, a four out of five. Um, mm. I think I would agree I with that. Time. I enjoyed this a lot. I'm I'm a big fan of Mike Perkins and his art style, and I thought a lot of it fit here. The scene where the new gods first showed up, and they were, like, coming through their little portal and stuff, and they were, like, covered in shadow. That looked really cool. Clark punching Orion was really cool. Um, I'm into it. I'm, I'm, I'm like an action comic. I was, I'm going to lie. I was kind of, like, wavering a little bit, but I think I'm back. So, you know, it was it was a little shaky at first coming back after War World because it was such a an epic story that whole time. You never know where you go from there. But like now we're even back on Earth and I'm still tapped in. So I was about to say that's a feat in itself. Sure. You do not like your feet on the ground, child. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, next up on our list um, was the Moon Knight Annual number one this week, and that comes from Jen McKay and artist Federico Saventini. Now, last week was Moon Knight 16, and I was talking about how much I enjoyed that issue, and it was so interesting because I was tweeting about how I wanted to know if 
Marlene, Frenchie, Gina, Crawley, a lot of those people from Moon Knight's past would eventually show up in this new book because I would be really interested to see how they interact with the new supporting cast that he's kind of built up with himself. And sure enough, we get into this annual, and who shows up but Miss Marlene herself? The doll, the original one. So, like, that was a really nice surprise. And she's talking about their daughter, Diatrice, who has been kidnapped by the Werewolf by Night, Jack Russell. So, for those who don't know, Moon Knight and uh, Werewolf by Night actually have a lot of history. They appeared in each other's books very early on in their days and have fought a couple of times, teamed up a couple of times. I will say that this has kind of shown me or reminded me, I guess, that I don't think I like Werewolf by Night. Oh, no. Not not because nasty. not necessarily because anything he's done or has done or will do or potentially do i just don't think i like werewolves i mean fair i'm a i'm are a very like aren't they like all within the same i don't really care for the supernatural stuff i'm not going to lie uh, <laughs> but like aren't they like aren't they all in the same boat as like you know vampires i mean no, absolutely not. Vampires are fantastic. Werewolves, not so much. How many shows about werewolves do you see? Oh, yeah. Well, I know they always are beefing, right? Isn't there like a werewolf-vampire war? Usually there is. But I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't see it for them. But the, the issue itself is fine. Um, They kidnap this girl because they want to get Mark because they want to kill Mark to help kill Khonshu to fulfill this prophecy that's going on. And he goes and enlists Hunter's Moon for help. And so they go to, like, save the girl. It's funny because she's sitting there talking to Jack Russell. And she's like, you need to let me go. And he's like, well, I can't do that. She's like, no, you need to let me go because my dad's going to kill you if you don't let me go. <laughs> and she's like, and she's like, and it's not going to be, like, a quick death or something like that. She's like, he's going to, like, torture you and make your life horrible before he kills you. And so they're just like, well, we still not letting you go. Mark and Hunter's Moon show up. They start fighting the guys. They do what they do. While they're doing this, Kanshu was trying to convince Hunter's Moon to actually kill the girl for him because of whatever reasons. Because there's this whole thing about like how avatars of Kanshu should not be able to bear children. I think he makes them sterile. And so... And like this girl is not in existence. Like she shouldn't exist because technically she was birthed from the Jake Lockley personality. So it's like a weird thing. And so he's trying to go to Hunter's Moon to do that. But Hunter's Moon's like, I'm not going to kill this little girl. And so they come up with a way to beat Jack Russell. And Moon Knight's like, I'm about to kill you. And that's when she steps in. She's like, look, nobody has to die. Like all these prophecies and fates and all these things like that. She's like, let's be serious. Let's calm down. Please take me home. And Moon Knight's like, all right. I like her. She's got some sense. She does. And then like Moon Knight's like, all right, I'm going to take you home. But then he tells Werewolf by Night. He's like, if you ever show up near me again, the hammer our daughter, he was like, I am going to kill you. And she's not going to be able to die. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm just letting you know. He's like, this was your one. You're not going to get another. Um, so they go back. She, um, Mark and Marlene have this really interesting conversation where he's just like, you know, I could be here. I could be the dad. And Marlene's even earlier in the issue, she was talking to Reese and they were just talking about their relationship with Mark. And she's like, you know, I'm pretty sure you look at him and you see that you could be this person who needs to comfort him and kind of help him because his Avengers friends have abandoned him. Everyone else thinks he's crazy. Like he has no one like you don't have you don't want a relationship with him. You just see someone that can help him navigate this path. And Marlene was like, I thought I could be that for him, too until I had our daughter. And she's like, there's no place for kids in his life. And so Moon Knight's telling Marlene, he's like, you know, I could give all this up. I could be the dad. We could be a family. And Marlene just looks at him and she's like, no, you can't. And she says, we're going to move. You won't know who we are. You won't hear from us again. That's just the way it's got to be. And so they go out to have ice cream one final time. And the issue ends. That's so sad. Yeah. But I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I thought it was a really good issue. Again, I think Jem McKay does really good Moon Knight, and this was great to see. It was great to see Marlene again. I've missed her a lot. Uh, I've been wondering about the daughter and all of that stuff and how that was going to work. I think, yes, Marlene's reasoning was very harsh and sad for Mark, but it is very realistic. She knows that he's never going to give this up. She knows that Conshu's always still going to be around. He lives a very dangerous life. Their daughter is too young to be into that right now. Um, and yes, they could do the whole thing where they train her and they make her a little assassin of her own. But at the same time, like they went through that. 
you want better for your kids. And it's like, you you just got to do what you got to do sometimes. But it was a nice little story. If you're a Werewolf by Night fan, go ahead, pick it up. There's like multiple werewolves in this. I don't know who the other one really is or what's going on with them, but they're there. They're fine. I'm cool with never really seeing them again, but I understand why they keep popping up in stories. All in all, I would probably give this. Werewolf by Night? Does he have like a, a pack? Yeah, there's a couple of there's like one werewolf who's like convincing him to do all of this. And he's like, you got to do this. It's too many werewolves. He was, he's, he's, he can go back to fighting the vampires. <laughs> That's where the money is, the class. <laughs> but um, okay. all in all, I would give this issue like a 3.5 out of 5. I thought Seventeen's art was really cool. Um, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Capuccio doing the main Moon Knight book and Matteo Scalera, little abstract, uh, lots of movement, very kinetic, high good stuff. I enjoyed it. Pick it out. It was cool. All right. Next up on the list. Oh, gosh. Um, Exterminators number two, and that comes from Leah Williams and Carlos Gomez. Are you are you picking this up? Now, why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Be serious. <laughs> Be for real. I thought you... Don't you like Laura? Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the oh, second I like issue. a Wolverine, yeah, but I don't like her like that. I, mean, I don't follow her like that. <laughs> um, well, that's fine. I don't think you need to follow her here. She doesn't really feel like herself completely. But I think the book itself is still just kind of like good dumb fun. Um, Dazzler, we find out that Dazzler, Boom Boom, Laura, and Jubilee are actually telling this story to the council. So, like, all the scenes that we're seeing of them, like, in this kidnapping, things like that, I guess it's a flashback. And they're currently in the middle of the council, handcuffed, although they're saying it's not a trial and they didn't do anything bad, and just, like, explaining the situation to them. But we kind of go back and we see that the girls are in this little death battle due to this guy who broke up with, the, or that Dazzler broke up with. And he is using fairy magic and stuff to kind of torture them and wants to put on this spectacle. His dad is very upset, who is trying to do things on the vampire underground and, like, not make any, bring any attention to him. We find out that this is also Zars, who is the vampire that turned Jubilee into a vampire however many years ago. And they're fighting their way out. They make this big glass magic thing that creates all these doppelgangers of the girls that they fight and they get bloody and they cuss and their clothes rip and they show their big booties and you know are it's they crazy. Using powers? They are using their for? powers. Boom Boom makes a very big blast when she gets kind of frustrated with the situation and everything that's going on and destroys it and more vampires come back to attack them at the end and the issue ends. Very cool. Vampires and Dazzler. That's all you write. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? Like, it literally, like, it literally sounds like it's been amazing. Like, literally. Oh, yeah, we're going to put Dazzler in this book and she's going to fight vampires. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine, I guess. I think some of the characters are like, uh, are they like, Afraid of being thrown in the pit? Is this some like you know they're on trial for something? They got in trouble? Did they kill the guy? I mean, I mean, Xavier says they're not on trial, but you know he also likes to lie sometimes. But then again, I just feel it. It, <laughs> it just feels kind of weird to even make it seem like they'd be put on trial when, unless I don't know, there might be something that happens in the story where they kill a human or something like that. But like they were kidnapped and they're killing vampires, so. And I actually don't even think, and they're like monsters, so they haven't really committed any crimes or anything like that. So we'll see how the rest of the issues go, though. I think it's, again, fun. Some of the jokes don't really land for me. I do think some of the characterization is a little off, especially Laura. I think she says the F slur at one point in time during this run or this issue. Because they're talking about, like, Dazzler's (laughs) Or Richter. You never know. Or Northstar. No, Northstar must be around. That makes sense. Yeah, but she's like talking about that with ex boyfriend, and she's like, "Oh, you dated that," and it's an explicit, uh, you know, blacked out. But I don't know how many other. I don't know what else she could have called him. If you know, let me know. But I think I know what she said. So that's that. Nasty lady. Uh, the art's fine. 
I think it's cute. I guess. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. I'd give it a three out of five. All in all, it's fun. It's solid. Yeah, it's fun. It's solid. That's a good strength choice. And our last book on the list this week is Strange Number Seven, and that is Jed McKay and Marcelo Ferreira. Shout out to Jed McKay. He has had a book out like every week of things. It's a working man, and we love to see it. And this issue is fantastic, as all of the issues of this book have been. And what he's doing with Clea is just, like, immaculate stuff. So, you know, this whole book started because she's taking on the role of Sorcerer Supreme, and she is trying to find a way to bring back Steve state. And we found out last issue that the Harvest Man is actually Doctor Strange himself under employee's death. And... Clea runs back to him and she's like, yo, what's going on? Why didn't you tell me this? Well, while she's doing this, he's fighting the Revenant. Who were we just talking about earlier? Goliath. And I felt kind of bad because when he popped up, I was like, oh my gosh, LZ loves Goliath, but he's a Revenant. So the entire issue was just them like attacking him and killing him again. <laughs> <laughs> I was just hoping they brought him back. Damn. <laughs> Not like this. But, but it's like funny because as she's like fighting, it's like, it's not funny, it's beautiful actually, because as they're fighting, Clea's talking about like, this is the love of my life, I adore this man, like we are together, like nothing can stop us. They like immediately get in the sink while they're fighting, they're using their magic together. She's like, he creates the opening, I take the head off. And it's like, yes, this is a couple, this is hot, this is love. And while they're doing it, they're just like mutilating poor Goliath. He do, but <laughs> you know, she doesn't know that. Well, she knows some of it, but she don't. She doesn't know all of it. So we just. We, <laughs> oh no. But you know, she talks to Steven, and she's like, "Why didn't you tell me that? Like, you were the Harvest Man?" And she, he's telling her, "I work for Death now. You are the Sorcerer Supreme. You represent life. We can't be together. It sets off a cosmic imbalance." And she's like, "Boy, whatever. We can figure out a way to get past that together. Like, stop trying to do everything to save me." And let's work together on this. And so they ride off. And we find out. Child, ain't they all? But they ride off. And we find out that the Blasphemy Cartel, who's basically been the villain of this entire run, like, they was like, you know, we had a plan for Strange. But Clea, she's kind of a wild card. We don't know what's going on with her. So it's like, now we got to do something drastic. And there's this shot of this room that's like, oh, this is an occult hazard. Do not enter, all this stuff like that. So it seems like something big is about to pop up next issue. But all in all, I thought this book was, like, really well done. Like, the words, the writing alone of just, like, how Clea expresses herself and her love for Strange is beautiful. And... You believe it. And, and like like you said, Strange be cheating on her. He's kind of a horrible man. But you're also like, damn, Clea, like, you're so happy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you love him. Love like, you really love him. Man. And it's like, <laughs> I just want to love you. And it's like, I'm so glad that he's back now for you to be happy again. And it's just like, ah, uh, but it's him, girl. But nonetheless, that's my sister. I really need them to start drawing her hair longer now. The short little thing, I'm over it. We need to get back to business and what she's for, and we demand the land. Has she always had long hair? Yeah, she normally have a bob. I don't know what she. I don't know. No, it's normally she. So she normally wears like this long hair, but it's like curled up at the bottom. She got a bump. The ends are bumped. <laughs> the ends are bumped. They're folded under, but they look cute folded under. Um, and then other than that, like Margaret Street, there was like maybe a time in the 90s where she did some magic trick and like made it look nice, short, or things like that. But it didn't work then. We need the length of action. If Charlize Theron is going to be clear in the MCU, we need the length. Mm. She had a she had the length, okay? The bone straight, (laughs) like let's do it. (laughs) So, yes, (laughs) um, I will rate this issue a four out of five. Also, really good stuff. If you have not been picking up this book, pick it up. I think it's great. It's great clear content. It's honestly kind of great strange content. I've read a couple of Doctor Strange books in my day. I kind of fall off every now and again. I don't know. It's something about Steven that I just feel like I just life has. But him as the Harvest Man, it's cool to me. I'm into that. I'm here. And those are the books of the week. 
All right. Well, then that switches us over to the AR Club of the Week. And this week we switched over to watching instead of reading. And we watched the first episode of Wolverine and the X-Men. And uh, you can watch this on Disney+. Plus. Um, and I think you can find it on... Y'all yeah, know what to find on the internet. Um, but <laughs> I have to say that watching this was so wild because um, it's been a while since I've watched the season all the way through. I will admit there's an episode of this, which we'll get to later, obviously, that I do watch a lot just because I like the animation and stuff going on in it. But it was wild to watch this episode because it opens with like a danger room training session with Kitty Pride and Colossus and Nightcrawler. And when was the last time we've seen that? Like, I couldn't remember that. Like, it's been such a long time since I've seen like those, A, those characters interacting with each other and B, like a training training scene stuff. Yeah. I love a good training session scene. I think those are always super cool. And it's like, I think there's things that could still be done. We have the, um, what's what's the quarry where they do like the the fight there and um danger island i don't think they've shown that too much in the books but i think those two places that could be like really cool to kind of get a few little snippets of the folks doing some mid-mission training together yeah i think it'd be a lot of fun to see a lot of that kind of stuff just going on in the background everything doesn't have to be a book but you know a panel or two here or there in a book would be nice to see Um, but it was wild to see like a danger room session and just like i said these characters interacting with each other because they don't do that that often um so yeah then we get um like an opening uh with wolverine and he like helps his family this interracial couple and their little girl and um like the whole town doesn't want to help wolverine out because like during the explosion he gets hurt but the couple like takes Wolverine back to their place because they didn't return him over to the MRD, was the mutant response division. Um, and then we get like Wolverine is like, you know, I need to get the X-Men back together. He tells Beast that, but Beast is like, you know, there is no X-Men. Everybody kind of went their separate ways because again, everybody like, I guess, dispersed after there was this big explosion that happened at the beginning of the show um, that Gene was involved in. Um, so, I mean, I thought the, I thought this first episode was fun. This is really like a Wolverine and the X-Men. I think I remember like when this was coming out and we had talked about this before that like, that was kind of a turnoff that it was just like the, he was the, the lead of all of this kind of stuff. Um, and you know, he always gets flack for being like popular. So, yeah. um, And I was a, and I am a Wolverine fan. Um, but I remember when it came out, I was like, oh, Wolverine and the X-Men, I get it, like, it's Wolverine, you gonna put his name first, but then it became, like, Wolverine and the X-Men. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) his support. (laughs) It was just like, oh, okay, this is the show I signed up for, but I'm, I'm interested to see how going, how it goes, like, during the second run. I liked the voice acting in this. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say that, like, Rogue's voice actress, I think I was expecting something a little more Southern. Um, you want it's it. not the... I don't need sugar, and I don't need, like, you know... Oh, see, sugar. I need sugar. Well, I mean, well, let me take that back. I do need that, but I, <laughs> I guess what I was trying to say was I I don't need, like, um, overdone country bumpkin. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need it to be... Like, mm. I don't need exaggeration. Is what okay. I was trying to say. Um, but I did think that she should have sounding sounded a little bit more southern. I don't know. I kind of I think I like exaggerated southern, like real thick southern accent, Mississippi hey, room, like swamp. <laughs> That's what I thought. I like the southern hospitality and the southern um, like sayings. Um, mm. Reminds me of all my family members. All family members who got sayings and stuff like that. Like. My family's from the South. Um, yeah. So I love all that stuff. So yeah, I think okay. the voice actress could have been a little more Southern. Okay. Um, the Wolverine voice actor, he's like the Wolverine that voice man. actor. He's like always there. In yeah. Um, I like the voice actor. And I like the animation of the show as well. I think that's really done. Like, I like the way a lot of the blast look when they do show like some of the people using their powers. Mm-hmm. I don't think I like 
a lot of the designs for certain Dude, characters. I don't like overall. Hair. Yeah. That low. <laughs> and that's another thing. Rogue, like, I get it. Like, that should be big, flowing hair. Especially yeah, when you know she's going to be she's going to be flying eventually. Like, I need a Dolly Parton on top of that head. Yes. Swamp yes. Rat with a Dolly Parton. I need it. Daisy Dukes and all the, the sugar and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I need it. I wonder if they toned that down for her because they wanted to be different than the 90s show. You know, sometimes I mean, I don't go into like production ideas. They want to really, def- they want to have their version of something. Like they don't want to have too many comparisons. I could see that, but I also feel like Wolverine and the X Men came after X Men Evolution, and that was a very different take on the X Men and Rogue in general. You know what I'm saying? I think we could, especially for this, which was kind of leaning into being more similar to the comics again after having a series that hasn't been for so long. You think you would have like really played that? Uh, you could still, you didn't have to make her look like the 90s. You could have, even though you pretty much put her in the same costume. They put her in this costume, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, you know, go full force. This little mm-hmm. ponytail, it's, it's not worth it. And it's a little ponytail. Like, it was real little. It was like, <laughs> take that out. <laughs> like, why did you even put that in a ponytail? It's not Taylor. <laughs> not Taylor. Yeah. So they definitely could have done a lot better with her. I like Beast. His design looked cool. Uh, his voice actor, his voice actor is cool. Um, it's wild to see Beast like this. For so long, he's been like, uh, you know, whatever he's doing Cat. right now in X Force. Oh, bad guy. <laughs> a likable Beast is a thing of the past. We might see him again. When Wonder Man makes prominence, but I don't know. know. We're not going to get stars and garters anymore. He's always going to be a bad guy. You know, I really used to love when he said, oh, my stars and garters. It's great. It's a great catchphrase. Like, I actually genuinely (laughs) thought that was, like, really fun. I used to say it a little bit sometimes. Like, just randomly, I think that was cute. They should do Well, it probably won't have the same effect. He'll probably say it now after he's, like, killed a planet of of people. And Mm -hmm. it won't have the same effect. Yeah. Or he probably, now that you say it, he probably will say it. In live action, in the Wonder Man show. Yeah. Besties. (laughs) <laughs> whatever um, yeah I like the, this episode uh, it was pretty good we'll definitely keep watching more of this y'all gotta tap in and let us know what you think next episode we'll be watching um, episodes 2 and 3 to finish off this first uh, three-parter arc um, so tap in and let us know what you think but for now let's take a break and then we'll come right back cool All right, y'all, welcome back to another relaunch, and this is the rewatch section, and this week we watched Werewolf by Night, the um, recent DC um, you know, getting into that supernatural corner of everything down there, uh, and I have to say that I enjoyed it. Like, mm. right off the bat, giving my first opinion thoughts, I actually really liked it. Um, I thought that, like, they should do more of these kind of things, like these, like, kind of one-shot Specials. Um, I don't think everything needs to be, you know, a six to nine episode series. I think some things can just be these, like, really well done one shots. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought this was really well done. I liked the black and white aspects of it. I liked, Mm -hmm. like, that the bloodstone was red throughout it. I thought that was really cool. Um, Yeah, I I agree. Of the characters. (laughs) <laughs> because y'all know I don't really get down with the magic and the supernatural stuff so like I don't know who any of these people were but I, I did know Elsa Bloodstone I know her Queen. with her ponytail and that gun she usually always has mm-hmm. um, and her brother Cullen yes Ooh, poor um, Cullen he's going through some things yeah um, I remember him from, from Avengers Arena that was wild um, but uh, yeah I liked it. I liked it. What you think? I liked it as well. I agree. I thought it was very well done. And I know earlier I was literally just talking about how I don't like Werewolf by Night. And right. <laughs> I, 
like despite that, I will say I did enjoy this presentation. I thought it was like a really good like little horror segment that they did. I enjoyed Elsa. I enjoyed Man Thing. I enjoyed the man who played the character of um, Werewolf by Night, even though I'm not a huge fan of werewolves. But I thought like the way he just kind of like traversed the game and dealt with all the characters and like when he saw Man Thing, it's like oh I'm here to rescue you and like all that stuff. I thought that was like super good. I thought the action sequences were like amazing. Elsa's fight scenes were cool. She was really kicking butt. Um, she was she like getting down. Kid. Okay, I know Natasha. Well, I guess Natasha's dead, so it don't matter. Somebody had to claim it. Um, and <laughs> I love. I I also love the black and white segment of it. The music. I thought was phenomenal throughout mm. this. Like, just yeah. a really great score the entire time. And, like, for those who know me, know I'm all about a musical score. I listen to some of them in the gym sometimes. So it's like music is a really big deal for me. This was great. And apparently, the guy who did the music also directed this. So shout out to him for being amazing and immaculate and multi talented. We love to see it. I agree. I do think they should also continue to do more presentations like this, like specials. I think they'd be good for certain characters. A lot of those lower tier ones, everyone doesn't need six to nine episodes on Disney Plus. And I think this is a nice way to spotlight those niche guys, give them the time to shine, and just do some great work, hopefully with some new talent, showcasing other people. Yeah. And what I really appreciated a lot about this, too, was the way that it opened. Um because the Marvel Universe is so big and so expansive and there are so many different characters and corners and all that kind of stuff, um, this just opened with, all right, y'all know the heroes. Well, there's also the dark corner. Like, just accept that monsters and all that stuff exists, and this has already been going on. Move on from there and keep going. I appreciate yeah. that where we don't need to have, like, you know, explaining, like, oh, where have these werewolves been this whole time? Or... Why yeah. wasn't Elsa? Why wasn't Elsa fighting Thanos too? Where was she? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad like that we can just... you on January sixth. <laughs> well, that's a real question. <laughs> 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 we gotta know that one. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, but no, I, like, I agree with you. I like the I, intro to this. I think that the way that the MCU is kind of building its world now, where we're just kind of being plopped into the middle of stuff. And we don't have to go through like 10 years of origin stories and explanations. And it's like, we've been here long enough. The heroes have been here long enough that, yes, now these other groups probably are meeting in secret and doing their other things and like building up because these heroes have been existing in our universe for so long. And so it's like, we can just kind of drop you in there and you'll know what you know and you'll learn the rest as you go and it'll work for you. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I really appreciate that. We opened up with this um, talking about Elsa and her family, like the the Ulysses bloodstone had died and there's like yeah. these bloodstones um, like there's this powerful one that you can like it's all powerful and you're the leader of this group so like now they're meeting all up to determine who's going to be the new leader they have to hunt this monster trying to find out that the monster is Swamp Thing and it's got like the bloodstone Swamp Thing? Man Thing? Man Thing. Man Thing. Man Thing um, is Marvel. Swamp Thing is DC. Similar but Swamp Thing is better. This is Man Thing. Got it. Got it. Yes. Um, man Thing. What can he do? Monster stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean. This is what I mean. <laughs> I stick to flying. <laughs> um, but uh, he's got the bloodstone in him, but you know... Uh, they are basically going to be hunting him and going to come after him. Uh, Werewolf by Night, Jack Russell, is like, he's here to come and protect Man-Thing. And um, Elsa, obviously, she's like, I'm going to become, like, the ruler of all this. She's, like, kicking ass for all of it. Um, and they end up being trapped in a cage together because they find out that Jack is also a werewolf. So they were going to turn him into a werewolf with Elsa in the cage with him. Probably that he could kill her, but... He did turn, but he ended up breaking out of the cage and, like, killing everybody else. Um, Which, that scene was also like really good, where he was, like, going through and, like, attacking everybody. I did really like that. I thought that was well done. Um, the transformation was fine. I feel like turning into a vampire, I mean, turning into a werewolf should hurt. So, yeah. it seemed like I it like did. that they focused on, like, her reaction in the cage and, like, how she was like, what is, what is going yeah. on? You can see his shadow of, like, his body being um, morphed and everything. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then afterwards he ends up killing everybody. 
they end up killing like the main girl, Barusa, who is uh, Ulysses' ex-wife or widow, I guess you could say. Um, nasty woman. Yes, very, very nasty lady. She was going to try to kill Elsa, but Swamp Thing comes in is like... I'm sorry, main, man. Thing. Man thing. <laughs> man thing comes in <laughs> and kills her. Um, and then they all break out. Which is cool. Um, I would have liked to see a little bit more of Man Thing's powers. Again, yes, he does monster stuff, but he also like has a lot of things of uh, plant manipulation. He's got like some empathy abilities, some regeneration. I think he's created portals before monster stuff, you know, the normal. So I would like to see a little bit more of that. But again, it wasn't really his show. And we probably gotta save some of that for the next time he does appear. Cause I'm pretty sure that would have dug into the budget. And we already paying for the werewolf. I remember reading Swamp Thing stuff when I was younger. Um, Man Thing, sorry. When he would appear in, like, I think he appeared in some X-Men books. I've got to find the volumes of it. But there, I remember reading some X-Men uh, essential volumes and Man Thing would show up and he just like freaked me out. So <laughs> He's creepy. <laughs> he um, is currently showing up in Avengers books. Well, a piece of him is like, he showed up in the Avengers books and then he kind of got destroyed and he came back as like a smaller version of him. They've been calling him Boy Thing. And he is partnered with Blade and like they're kind of like a new little duo. He like formed himself around Blade's body in one issue and like added strength and like abilities to him and he's been flying around and make like giant wings. It's cool. It's a nice That's little cool. duo. He's got a little beauty. Yeah. yeah, it's cute. That's cute. Yeah. Okay. What overall, how would you rate this by night? Um, out of five? Yes. Honestly, I think I'd give this like a really high four, like 4.5 out of five. I thought it was a really nice, well done presentation, like beautifully shot, amazing music, interesting story. Like the cast had charisma, the action was nice. It was compact. It didn't, despite this being the one thing, it didn't feel like we were missing anything. It felt just the right amount of time. I don't feel like I'm intrigued to see more, not necessarily of like the werewolf aspect of Jack Russell, but Jack Russell himself. And Elsa and Man Thing. Mm. Yes, I would give this a honestly like a 3.5 out of 5. I think it's not for my personal taste. Like, I didn't really care for the supernatural stuff, but I thought it was a really well done show. And um, like, the characters were really cool. Elsa's was kicking ass. I thought that was really great. I really think it was great. I also really do hope that this kind of ushers in more kind of special presentations rather than uh, everybody getting series. I also did like at the end, like it reverted to color and it yeah. kind of shows what everybody was wearing. I like that Elsa had on her red jacket. I didn't like that she didn't have red hair. But mm, yeah. the jacket She's was cute. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, let us know what you guys thought about Werewolf by Night. Um, we will definitely be checking out for those responses. Um, that brings us to the end of the show. You can uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram at Another Relaunch. You can watch us on YouTube at Another Relaunch TV. Um, you can find me on most social media platforms at UncannyLZ. Keenan, where can they find you? You guys know, as always, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keenan Lance. There is an underscore at the end. All right, y'all, let's get up out of here, and we'll catch you next week. Peace.